You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today's episode, we're sharing the five absolute essential skills needed to create a successful online business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hi, James Wedmore here. And if you are new to our podcast, then maybe you've missed the five-part podcast series that so many of our listeners are raving about. It's called Down to Business, and it's a five-part in-depth look as we pull back the curtain, lift up the hood, and show you how we actually run a successful, thriving, and very profitable eight-figure company. And to help you get the most out of this series, I have a free gift for you. We've put together an accompanying workbook that integrates the exercises, activities, and to-do items that are listed in all five of these episodes. And we call it the 5X Your Business Performance Workbook. And when you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB, you can get your hands on this powerful free training right now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jelly Sabino. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Woohoo! You're here. You made it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's episode because a lot of my content comes through on the show based on what I'm noticing I'm sharing with our clients our students, and our epic, awesome coaching over Fridays. Mm -hmm. Such a blasty blast to do those. The last one with Elena, we just, we're recording on Saturday. And so we just did that on Friday. And it's so funny because I just, I start those, I have the cup of coffee and I just like go and you have no idea where it's going to go or how it's going to go. And that was like one of my favorites. Yeah, that one was so good. That's coming up this Friday on the podcast. So stay tuned if you missed it. I really enjoyed it. And she said something that so many people just like acknowledge is like, if you're running an online business, we're talking to you right now. If you're running an online business and by online business, you mean any type of one-on-one clients, group coaching clients, a digital product, an online course, a membership site, I want to acknowledge you and give you a big audio hug and say it's hard. Okay. It's hard. And I'm going to tell you why it's hard. It's not hard for the reasons that you think. And we're going to help you with that. But I'd rather you just acknowledge that it's hard instead of saying, I don't have what it takes. I can't do it. And we're going to dispel all that today. And you're saying, oh, this is why it's hard. Okay. There's a few reasons. One of which, and I said this to Elena and everyone listening there, is that when you step into this role of being a personal brand, expert authority, influencer, whatever you call yourself, where people come to you to learn and grow, you're going to have to face your demons, folks. You're going to have to face your enemies, the shadow parts of you, the fear, the the deep, dark, down core beliefs of who am I to be doing this? I'm not good enough. I'm not worth And you know, it's like, and you're just gonna have to deal with that. Like that's the beautiful part of this. Okay. And so that makes it hard. But then the other thing is there's skills. So we're going to get into that in a moment. There's some skills that people don't think that they need. And then that's a beautiful thing is anyone can learn them. But if you're not learning them, so it's like, it's like trying to paint your best painting, but you've never painted before. It's a skill. Some people are more talented than others, okay, or natural abilities, but there's actually scientific studies that prove that we can, even IQ, mm-hmm. even IQ is something that is a skill that you can increase your IQ. They've now, they've now studied this. You can go Google that, right? So these are things that you can learn, but how do you learn them? And what is it that you need to learn? And most people are focusing on the wrong things. That's why they're getting the wrong results. So we're going to get into that today because I think that's a really big one. But first, let's give some updates. Where are we at, Julie? Let's see where we're at. Well, I think last week in our productivity episode, we talked about Scrum. So update from me is that we are officially in Scrum mode for our upcoming launch. Scrum diddlyumptious. Yes. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Yeah. We are scrumming it up, folks. Yeah, so the growth team has started. I think customer success is hopping in with us this week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're in full-blown launch mode. It's awesome. I love it. A very exciting live launch. We're launching our live free training It's basically like the best way I can say it is like everything we do and how we do it, we just pull back the curtain and show you all the Mm -hmm. pieces needed. And we're going to do this live with you guys. It's going to be really, really amazing. June 17th. Yep. 
And then I think the only other update that I have for you guys is just something to stay tuned for. We're working on a little challenge series here on the podcast, all on building your list. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. That'll be dropping, you know, in the next month or so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about this because I think a big thing that people are always looking at is how do I get an audience? Where do I find my audience? How do I reach more people? And we have a different approach and just how to think about it differently. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather you be making more money than more noise. So it's going to be beneficial to, to attract the right type of people. That's the thing is even if people have a list or an audience, there is such thing as quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and quality is going to be based on the relationship that is established with that audience. Do they see you as someone who is providing something that you don't even sell? Well, then what's the point of that, right? It's like the point of building a list is getting someone who is already interested in working with you, not just, I don't know. Yeah. And not just like someone who's going to compliment you or give you a sense of significance. We don't want that. Right. Right. One of the things that I've learned and have to continue to practice and continue to share with you guys is it's really tricky getting into this whole space and industry for so many reasons as you you know, hear me talk about. And one of which is that people do it for the wrong reasons. Oh, wow. I wish I had all this attention. I wish I had all this compliments and stuff like that. And then they give all that weight and value to other people's things that they say about you. Right. And then you become defined by them. Mm-hmm. And part of the journey of entrepreneurship and personal development, as you hear us say, like it really is personal growth on steroids is that when you learn more to discover who you are, like, who are you, who are you becoming? You're barely like, I, whenever I have clients who have success, right. I'm like, they, it's always such a win for them. like, why is that such a win? And they're like, wow, because I'm discovering more of what I'm capable of and who I am and stepping into more of me, stepping into my, more of my power. And I said, is it true to say that you've learned more about who you are today than a year ago? Oh, every time it's a, a resounding yes. I say, then why are we letting anyone else define you? Why are we assuming anyone knows more about you than you do? You're still figuring it out and you've been the one in the shoes for your whole life, right? Yeah. And to continue making your focus about discovering who you are and living for that and living authentically and not being defined by others or lived by others is such an important piece to stay humble. Yeah. To not let your followers change you, good or bad, right? Yeah, you're guiding others, not being guided by others. Mm-hmm. It's just so absolutely important. I think today in the time that we're in, you hear us. I mean, like we're preaching to the choir here because we attract people that like our episode on unleashing your psychic abilities, mm-hmm. right? So huge for so many people. And the amount of you that wrote in saying, I saw a lizard at the same time you so did, awesome. or I just saw this bird or just da, 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 right? Like I saw a lot of lizards too. <laughs> if you just say that's just a kawinky dink, mm-hmm. fair enough. But why have your life be so flat and two dimensional right. when it, when you could see the magic everywhere. And I think now more than ever, things like intuition are important because we have to discover our own inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. We have to, you know, you hear people talking about like, this is my truth. Mm-hmm. We have to discover each of our individuals, our own truths mm-hmm. and what is true for us and live from that and live for that. And I think you can find everyone has an opinion about everything. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to just say, well, I'm just going to let other people's opinions be my opinions, or I'm going to think what other people think. And it's like, what a beautiful opportunity to, and I think obviously the last year has forced so many of us in the best way possible to go within, Mm -hmm. to look at our lives, to evaluate and get quiet. And I'm always going to urge you guys, as you've heard, and as we passed on the messages of, you know, Don Javier is the answers come in the silence and there's a lot of noise out there. And when you can take that time to get quiet and get clear on what is true for you about your life, about your values, about what you're here to do and why you're here to do it, that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy when people build an audience and then it's like, oh, that audience is building you. Right, Exactly that's not why you do it mm-hmm. ever. Right. It comes really simple. Like I always love to make things simple. Our business is very simple. You're in the business of solving problems, yep. right? So you pay me, I help you solve a problem, right? Attract your audience, sell them what they want. When you're attracting your audience, you're attracting the audience that wants what you got. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we're doing it. Here's to you helping more people 
Yeah. So clearly it'll be about list building, but it'll also be a lot about, about a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what we're going to do is basically we're going to have this be like a daily, here's something to do today to help yeah. you build an audience. And what you'll notice about that, that's so different is everyone's just kind of focusing on actions and tactics and you could be doing all the same actions and tactics out there that everyone else is doing and not growing your list. Why is that? Well, that's actually what we're going to talk about today. So when you get into, let's, let's just do this, right? So when you get into Gregory Bateson's logical levels, Robert Diltz, I don't know what he did, but he brought it to the NLP community, neuro-linguistic programming, right? And you hear NLP and what the founders of NLP did, Richard Bandler and John Grinder did, was they started modeling or observing first and noticing there were patterns of certain therapists out there in the world, in the industry that were having results far often, more consistently, more profound, different change in results with their clients than other people. And so they started to, how can we reverse engineer that? You know, success leaves clues. How can we take that and have anybody else produce that? Or is it a magic quality that that person exudes and has that no one else can replicate? Special special magic connection between client and doctor. (laughs) Right. And then, well, it's just them. You know, I could never do that. Right. And so what they set out to do is saying that, no, no, anyone can do this if they're following the right strategies, because a lot of it's invisible. And one of the tools that they use with these logical levels, which are these different levels of change. A lot of our listeners know this or is familiar with it, right? The way we look at it is like a pyramid. Mm Mm-hmm. Or triangle and up at the top is identity. Down at the bottom is environment. And so basically the premise behind it is as you the higher you go up in this pyramid and change one of those levels, it automatically changes all the levels below it, right? So down at the bottom is environment. The layer above that is behavior. So your behaviors are your actions, what you do, and your habits. And above that is skills and capabilities. Above that are beliefs, and above that up at the top right here, we have identity, right? And so what happens is, is someone looks to their environment and they say, they, I don't have what I want to have. This is called contrast. And you already know contrast creates clarity. Boom. We all know it, right? But what do we tend to do? What is the default thing? And I want you to see if you guys can say it or notice it in yourself. When somebody's not working in your environment, when you don't have something, and then maybe you go to somebody and what's the question you ask or what's the thing you look to change? What would you say? Just anything outside of myself. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. How do I do this? Mm -hmm. What do I do? What am I supposed to do? Or what am I missing? What am I missing that I need to be doing Mm -hmm. that I'm not doing? Those are the next level up behaviors. Mm -hmm. Most people, when they're not getting what they want, they're not getting the results they want in their life. They are looking to a change in behaviors. And sometimes it is a simple change in behaviors, folks, but sometimes it ain't. Mm -hmm. And so when we begin to go higher up the levels, you're going to have a more profound change. And one thing that I'm just curious that we haven't talked about it enough. And I don't know if other people talk about it from this lens or perspective is that you can take every course in the world and a lot of them are, and this is nothing wrong or bad, are telling you what to do. And then you do it and it's not working. Mm -hmm. But the reality is there are skills that are absolutely required to be successful in this industry. And we're going to identify five of the biggies. And then what you're going to do is we're going to talk about each one for a moment and you need to assess and, you know, self-deception is going to come in. So be careful of that. You need to assess honestly and as accurately as you can, your level of skill, 10 being mastery, zero is like, what, what is this? I've never even heard of it before. Right. Honestly and accurately. And it may point to what was perhaps a blind spot in your business, preventing you from getting and producing the results you want. Is it just about doing? No, because if I said, if someone comes to me and says, James, tell me what to do. And you hear a lot of that. And so people say, well, show up on social media. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's broad. What does that mean? And then what? (laughs) Oh, do an Instagram live. Okay, there's the behavior. Two people do an Instagram live. Does that guarantee that both those people are going to be getting results? Absolutely not because there are skills in how that is done. And we're going to talk about those. So again, you want to change your environment. One level up is the doing. Sometimes we change our actions, like go to the gym or do this workout or eat this food or don't eat that food. Those are behaviors. Those are habits. Everyone's talking about habits, but above that are these skills. Mm -hmm. Here are these five skills that we believe need to be a seven or higher for you to be 
rocking it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of these or all these things that we're going to mention are things that you might be thinking like, oh, that person is just born that way or they have this skill yeah. that, you know, hasn't been, they're just born that way. They don't need to work at it or it's not something that can be learned and we're going to show you otherwise. And I'm reading the book, The Talent Code right mm-hmm. now. So I, this is one of the reasons why it's coming up because The Talent Code talks about this thing called myelin, M-Y-L-E-N, I believe I spelled it, maybe right. <laughs> and myelin is the like, like to, if you like neurons that fire together, wire together, right? Like if you look at wiring, cause I'm building my van. So there's a lot of wiring electricity and it's like, it's the, the rubber insulation that wraps the wires together on the outside. Right. That's right. my metaphor. Mm-hmm. So the more you do something and, and that's what the book talks about, they've scientifically studied and proven that when you're in deep practice and repetition and making mistakes and stumbling, that more myelin gets created so that in the future, it's more automatic. It's more, you know, streamlined that the wiring is happening, right? Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely proven that so much of what we observe from the outside in looking at others is like, oh, this natural born talent is actually just the right environment of practice, mm-hmm. deep practice, effective type of practice that developed the talent. So it's not talent. It's just a higher level of skill based on practice. Like it's as simple as that, but why that is so great for your brain is that a lot of us have a beliefs of I'm too old. I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. I just wasn't cut out for this. I'm just not good enough, blah, 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 blah. And I had all that stuff. That's why we have 450 episodes on called mind your business. But I've also been doing this a very long time. So when I get on a call, like a call and I can just like whip out someone's copy or something, like how the heck do you do that? I said, anyone can do this if you've been doing it as long as I can. Mm-hmm. I probably was a little bit slower than most, but what I did have in my favor is commitment and drive and the determination and the patience. Well, that's not true. I didn't have patience for a long time. That, that came in time. I learned that patience. So understand that all of these are skills, which means every single one of you can learn it, but only if you want to learn it. If you don't want to learn it, you're not going to learn what you don't want to learn, mm-hmm. period, right? Why would you not though, right? Because the other, other side of learning these skills is like everything you wanted, Okay. So if you're doing all the things and all the things quote unquote, right. Then you're not getting results. And these are definitely things to be. Yeah. You're just focusing on the doing, but you're doing like, I'll tell you what's not a skill that's required tech. No, it's more like a hobby. (laughs) Yeah. It's a hobby in the business. We run, we run everything on Kajabi. Every single person on our team uses Kajabi and it's like, they just watched free training. And it's like, if you can follow directions, you have that skill to follow directions. Like click this button, upload this file, save preview. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Skill. That's not tech. No. That's just how things are on the internet. Today. It's just called navigating the internet. That's not a big skill, right? Y'all got that. Okay. These are five skills. And by the way, these skills, I don't think are just essentials for your online business. I think these are some of the most valuable skills in the industry and world of business period, which means if you ever wanted to go work for somebody else, like I always wonder about that, right? Like I could go work for someone else and just be like, I could do this. And I could take in their jobs and be stuff. Running, yeah, running the be game. running the company in six months. Look out. It's our retirement plan. It's true though. These are some of the most valuable skills. Yeah. Let's start with the first one and the absolute number one prerequisite. Copywriting. Mm-hmm. I think that's the number one thing that's missing too. So many people. Copywriting, using words, mm-hmm. communication, language, language influence. Mm-hmm. This is a skill, folks how to use words in a way that moves people. Mm-hmm. Rate yourself right now. How good am I at this skill? One to 10. How often do we hear, I can't get my message out in a way that people are going to get it. I know it, I feel it, but I can't put it into words. That is called a skill. I see a lot of bad copy out there. I see a lot of copy where I'm going to give you guys some tips on how to improve this, but if you can't get people to understand what it is you do, understand why they need to do it, if you can't get people to take the next step, you think prettier pictures is going to make a difference? You think new branding is going to help? No. And this is a skill. Can I just hire someone? Absolutely, you can. Of course you can. You can do whatever you want. But remember, your business will always need that skill. Right. And you also need to be able to discern what is good copy that you're receiving back from a copywriter as well. That's a huge one. How do you know it's any good? Right. Well, we got to put it out in the marketplace and it could be bad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times we, we work with copywriters. Don't get us wrong. And I'll get something back. And I'm like, yeah, that's not good. Right. So we just use it at kind of a, a base point. Right. We're like, uh, we still need to tweak this or yes. improve this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a skill folks. There's a lot of bad copy out there. Mm-hmm. 
There's a lot of people, I'm going to give you some tips, okay? But rate yourself one to 10. 10 being I am a masterful copywriter. I'm not a 10, so I don't want to put myself at a 10. Why? Because then I think I'll get lazy and stop learning and I'm always practicing. So that's the first thing. Number two, you want to ask yourself, how do I get better at copy? Oh, you think you just take another course and you'll get better? No, it's in the doing that we improve the skill, the practicing. So we will improve the skill of copy when you are then, boom, layer below the behavior and doing of it. The more you write, the more you practice writing or it's talking, whatever. Copy Mm -hmm. is, this right now is copy, right? Mm -hmm. It's us talking and we could transcribe it. So how can I get better at the skill? Where can I learn? But remember, it's learning and then practicing. Mm -hmm. If you practice bad copy, you're going to get really good at writing Bad copy. <laughs> Bad copy, right? So learning, practicing, this is a skill. Yeah, not just consuming, definitely right. out there in the world. I know this already. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you're not a seven, eight, nine, then you don't know it, right? Right. So let me give you some tips on how to practice great copy. A lot of things here. First of all, I always like to say clarity over creativity. Write that one down. It's even very clear. <laughs> clarity over creativity. A lot of people are using metaphors and creative language in their copy, there is a very pivotal place for where your metaphors will go. Metaphors are a very powerful language tool, but they go to reinforce a concept, not to lead a concept. So I've had people like, I'm trying to think of an example, top of my head of like a really great example of a bad example (laughs) of a bad using, oh, that was really creative, but that's just confusing. Creativity, if it confuses people, you can't do it. So like, Remember there was someone that was like using a metaphor of like putting the cart before the horse. So there's like, okay, put the cart before the horse. And it was like, do you put the cart first or something like that? And you're just like, what, what, you know, it's like, what does it have to do with your business or something like that? You know, I'm trying, I was trying to remember that example. Sorry guys. Clarity. Just tell us what it is. Just tell us. And then that brings us to number two, which is specificity. The more specific you get, the more clear you'll be. So this is a really funny thing is a lot of people use terms like I've surveyed my audience and the common thing they all say is that they're stuck. Okay. So let's talk about this. You, my friend, are in the business of solving problems. It doesn't matter what niche you're in. What you do is you solve a problem for somebody. Guess what? What is the way in which 99% of people describe the problem? I'm stuck. I'm stuck. It doesn't matter what problem it is. They're stuck. They're stuck with their weight loss routine. They're stuck with their low energy. They're stuck in relationships and a marriage. They're stuck in their business. They're stuck here. They're stuck there. And stuck could mean a number of things. It means many different things. It could be a plateau. It could be, you know, going down. It could be stuck going up. Exactly. (laughs) Many different areas, many different situations. It's broad and broad means not powerful, not going to help. So how are they stuck? In what ways specifically are they stuck? Why are they saying they're stuck? What words are they using? Specificity creates more clarity, right? You language is another one. A lot of people make it all about them. I was just critiquing some copy from one of our new Next Level members. And the first word in their, I think it was like for a Facebook ad or like an email, was I. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. It was like, I love blank, blank, blanks. And... I don't want to be mean, but it's like, no one cares what you love. Mm -hmm. I do, but no one else does. You can say, do you love blank as much as me? And it's already going to be a little bit better, but to talk about yourself and use I and they and all that stuff is really ineffective copy. So we got to get to clarity. We got to get to specificity. We got to get to tangibility. We got to use I conversational language. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece with it is I just like to tell people that for 15 years now, what we operate from is direct response. I think so much of our lives we've been conditioned and received so much commercials and advertisements and billboards and banners from like big companies Mm -hmm. that is like brand advertising. And that's not what we do. Exactly. We're not doing brand advertising. It's direct response, which means everything we put out there directs a response. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really simple, right? Call to action. Most people don't know how to give a call to action. It's easier than the brand marketing It's so much easier, right? (laughs) Telling people, here's what to do. Not asking, telling them, here's what to do. Mm -hmm. Here's how to do it. Here's why to do it, right? 
being very clear, being very specific. A lot of people aren't very clear and specific in, in their copy at all. It's very kind of wishy-washy in general and like not really, it's like maybe if you don't, you know. I feel like it's very permission-based too. It's like, yeah. if you're interested. Maybe right, but if it don't button, have to, you know, if it's not too no much pressure. trouble and it would really help me out yeah. and like, whoa, that stuff just does not work. Right. I also, I have another one I'm going to add that's just like my personal grind here is just my own, you know, what really grinds my gears, <laughs> assumptive language. Okay. Mm. Presumptive language. So a lot of people say like, I get you. Yeah. I know you girl. You're stressed. You hate your life. You look in the mirror and say, you're a loser. You're overwhelmed. And there it's broad. There's, there's the broad, the overwhelm and all that stuff. Overwhelm is very broad, but it's like, don't talk to me. Like, you know me, Are you kidding? So, simple fix. But it's like, I don't get it. I'm, I, I thought I was supposed to be like, and show empathy and show that I understand them. Yeah. And saying you, <laughs> well, this is the easiest fix. Just if this, then that, mm -hmm. if you're like most of my clients that start working with me, then chances are you're reaching a breaking point in your mm -hmm. business. Cause you've tried everything. You've tried all the courses you're doing all the doings, but nothing's working. Mm -hmm. You've put that launch out there, but you're not getting sales. You're doing that challenge. No one's signing up, right? If this, then that, or you could do it about yourself. It's like, I don't know about you, but when I first started, I was so frustrated by all the different things I had to learn. And maybe you're feeling that way too. Right. Maybe you're feeling that way too. It's if this, then that. If maybe it's not saying I know you and you are this, you are that, you are this, you are that. Because here's what happens. That is called mind reading. And if you guess right, they'll love you. Not that you're doing this to be loved by people, but if you guess wrong, you lost them. Yep. You lost total rapport. The moment that they say, no, that's not me from that declarative, I know you, then they go, no, that's not me. So you don't know me and you've yeah. lost them. And whether they keep reading on or not, I mean, subconsciously they're done. They're done. Mm -hmm. They've tuned out because it's like, this person doesn't know me. So yeah. you don't know them. But when you sit there and you say, if you're like most of my audience that comes to work with me, when we get started, you know, chances are you are, then maybe you are. Notice it's, it gives a margin for error, yeah, right? Absolutely. So this copy is such a big one. And, and also like, I feel like it also, if they are struggling with that, whatever it is that you're mentioning it, it kind of gives them hope that there's like a community also mm -hmm. just like them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So copy's a big one, guys. Huge skill. And I mean, I've been practicing it. You got to practice it. Mm -hmm. You got to write it. And you know you're on the right track when it is direct response. It's getting responses. If right. it's not, then you need to keep working on your copy. It's a skill. Let's go on to the second skill. This is kind of obvious. Sales. <laughs> you can call sales an art. You can call it a science. You can call it whatever you want, but it is a skill. Absolutely. How do we know it's a skill? Is it something that if you kept doing it, you'd get better or worse at it? you'd get better. Yep. That means it's a skill. Okay. So how are you going to practice sales? Well, you can practice a pitch in the closet. I don't know why I said the closet. <laughs> Looking in the mirror, you can practice it at first in the privacy of your own home with yeah. family and friends. How does that feel? What does that look like? You can record yourself and watch it. But bottom line, at the end of the day, at one point or another, you're going to have to go out there in mm -hmm. front of other human beings and practice the pitch. Yep the sale. Yeah. Because even, I mean, sales is more than just asking for money too. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're doing it all the time anyways. Now we're not getting into the beliefs around sales and the relationship you need to create around sales. That's the higher level because you won't develop the skill of selling. If you think sales is bad, sleazy, right. not for me, or that you have a belief that you'll never be good at it. When you do change the belief, which is higher than the capabilities on the logical levels, then you realize that sales is a service right? Transformation begins with the transaction. You can't have the transaction without the sale. And that's when the transformation begins. So sales is a service. Sales is a skill that we can all learn. Mm -hmm. How do we learn it? Or what are some tips here that we can give? We can give so many. Yeah. Um, I like what you said, recording. That's what I, when I was in sales, I would record my conversations and mm. just kind of like see where I could have, mm -hmm. you know, maybe enunciated a point better, mm -hmm. got more clarity faster, got to the sale faster, you yeah. know, just little things. Here's something that's going to totally change the game on how to look at sales for people. Selling, we don't want to look as a behavior of, I need to get somebody to do something. You want to look at sales as rather what I look at selling is, is sharing 
an irresistible offer at a level of 10 mastery? Do you have an irresistible offer and are you showcasing the offer fully? And if you do that, it should sell itself. Mm -hmm. Your offer should sell itself. Your job is to be the spokesperson to your offer. Then you're not selling. You're saying, this is what I've got. This is what it does. And they go, I want it. Boom. Right? So level skill one to 10, 10 being absolute mastery. Where are you on showcasing your irresistible offer? 10 or zero? Mark yourself here. If it's not a six or a seven, now you know why you're not getting the sales that you want. Mm -hmm. It's got to go up there. But the way to get up there is to do it, is to put it out there over and over and over again. Practice, 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 deep practice, make the mistakes. I don't want to make a mistake, but that's where that myelin gets created. And it talks so much about that in the book. It's like the more those awkward mistakes happen, Mm -hmm. the more you grow that skill. All right, let's talk about number three. Can we move on? Let's do it. Okay. Presentation skills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like so basic. It's so basic. But how you show up on your platform, whether it's video, it's live, a podcast, is your presentation. Mm -hmm. It's your energy. It's how you communicate. Yeah, the way you speak. The way you speak. And we brought on Tracy Goodwin. I forget what episode this is. So hopefully we can link that up or something. Mm -hmm. She's my secret weapon. She's amazing. For podcasting, for auditory, Oh my goodness, how she gets you to improve your presentation skills auditorily. She calls it vocal (laughs) variety, vocal variety. She doesn't say it like that, I do. (laughs) And how important that is. Yep. Oh man. So how do you get better at your presentation skills? Practice. You practice (laughs) showing up. And one of the things, as I read that book, what I like about it is they try to break down like why all these people that were really good at doing whatever it is that they did from soccer players to artists during the Renaissance, the Renaissance, they found that they just, they logged the hours yeah. and there's, you know, you've heard the 10,000 hours thing, right? Mm-hmm. It takes 10,000 hours to, I think that's usually about three, three years. Is that something like that? If you, I don't know. They said there's an average amount of years, maybe it's 10 years or three years or something <laughs> like that. I don't remember guys. I'm sorry. But it's just time, time in the trade, in the trenches. And like what people don't know about me, perhaps, is that when I started, like we're talking 2008, 2000, 2008 is when I made my first video on YouTube. Started 2007, 2008, started making videos. I was making videos like every day. Mm-hmm. And I just press record and start talking in the camera. And I didn't know it, but I was practicing my verbal copy and presentation skills Mm -hmm. because then I would go make the video and then I go watch myself. And I said, wow, I really ummed and awed here. I rambled. Mm -hmm. I kept looking away from the camera, all these different things, practice, practice, practice. So I have hundreds of videos that I made before I was ever the person that you stumbled upon under my belt. Yeah. Because it's like, you can put your message out there, but how can you get people to continue listening? Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, talking to maybe a monotone tone or something on your podcast for 45 or super low energy, or you're coming off really nervous Mm -hmm. or you're stumbling through everything. You get over that through practice. Mm -hmm. It's just, I guarantee you it. I remember this, my dad, he was top realtor in his office and he came to me one day and he goes, this is 2008. He goes, these people are talking about these like Facebook and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Cause Facebook, had like just came out for like everyone else, right? Like you didn't just have to be in college anymore. Yeah. And he's like, can you teach this to us? I know you're into it. And I go, yeah, I can. And so I taught it to like four or five realtors. Did you know I taught social media to state Did you really? Agents? Yeah. Probably at the same time, right? <laughs> Probably. And so I taught it to like four or five people. And this is a true story. The president of the company, this is Prudential California Realty at the time, now Berkshire Hathaway, happens to come into that office and peeks his head in and sees me teaching Twitter and Facebook. I think it was 2009 because Twitter had just like... <laughs> teaching Twitter and Facebook to these agents. And then little side story. Then there's the Tuesday meetings where everyone in the office is there. And that was that Tuesday. And then it's the Tuesday meeting of the entire office. And one of the agents, and I'll never forget her, she tries to throw the president under the bus, raises her hand, says, when are you going to start getting on board with all this social media stuff so we can be getting clients through all this Facebook and Twitter stuff? And he, you could just tell he was so caught off guard because um, uh, it was so new and like so foreign back then. You guys got to go back like 12 years or whatever. Yeah. It was so foreign. People were so like, what, what, what? And 
companies didn't have a Twitter account no, back especially, then. Yeah, because it was everyone, it was just college kids, you know, on yes. Facebook. So they're like, why is this relevant? And I raised my hand and I just said, what makes social media work is the personal individualization of a unique person. It's every realtor's responsibility to be running their own. Mm. And I knew what I was doing back then. I was a smart kid. <laughs> Look at you go back then. <laughs> I saved this guy's yep. ass and he pulled me aside later. And he said, thank you for that. And he said, how would you like to go teach this to all the agents throughout California? Mm-hmm. And I'm sharing this story because that was like one of the ways I got my start way back then. But 10 agents, 20 agents, I did presentation after presentation. I'd never spoke. I was super nervous before this, but 10, 20, 15 people. And they were all like a lot older back then. Like there's a lot of older agents and mm-hmm. like, they just even like creating a profile picture was like, <laughs> it was like a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I mean, my exactly dad, I learned patience from my dad because he still had, I mean, up until he retired, he had a typewriter, right? So I remember like the paranoia. I was like, oh my God, I got a comment on my wall. What does that even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Are they going to see my response? Does that, do other people see this? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I'm in my wheelhouse and like I could just show them how to upload yeah. profile pictures and it looks like a, like I'm performing magic. magic, right? But I went to office after office after office and all of a sudden I'm learning this skill of presentation. Mm-hmm. Things that were working, not working. I was pumping myself up, Tony Robbins beforehand. Yeah, because you got to get them excited about it too, you know? So I had all this stuff under my belt of like all these videos and then speaking in small groups. So by the time like things all came together, which is we're talking like, I didn't really figure out like first product that was making money until 2011. I'd been practicing the skills the whole time, mm-hmm. anywhere and everywhere I could. And that is an absolutely essential skill presentation. And then I don't know where to put this, but I think there's the skill of storytelling. So that's mm-hmm. part copy, that's part sales, that's part presentation, but it's a bonus one. Yeah. It's, it's like weaved in no matter which area. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. I mean, everything. And learn to tell a great story. Yeah. Watch great stories, watch others tell great stories and practice telling a story. Mm-hmm. And, oh, these are, they, I mean, this just goes so far, right? Let's talk about the next skill. This is number four. That's a big one. This is a big one. Leadership. Yep. Leadership is both a skill and it's a way of being. Mm-hmm. So you can keep practicing leadership and you will get better at yeah. leading. What about people that say, but James, I'm an entrepreneur, not a leader. I don't want to be a leader. Yeah. Um, we have heard that. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, it can't be binary. You have to be both. And let me give you an example why. And by the way, start rating yourself. Scale one to 10. How do I rate myself as a leader? 10 is absolutely masterful and zero or one is not at all. So first of all, we have to define leadership. Here's my favorite definition of leadership. A leader is one that lives from and creates a future that wasn't going to happen. Isn't that what an entrepreneur is? I was going to say, that sounds like Yeah, big dummy, it's the same freaking thing. That's what a leader is. Synonyms. They they become a vision that wasn't going to happen of the future. That's leadership. So tell me how you're supposed to move an audience and attract an audience without leadership. Show me how you're supposed to get anyone to do anything on a team without leadership. How are you supposed to sell without leadership? How are you supposed to hit any of your own goals if you don't have self-leadership? Yep. This is a skill, friends. It's a way of being. It's a choice to step in. We've all had experiences of being a leader. Maybe it was in a group project in high school and that was the last time we ever did it. Or in sports, captain, whatever. Exactly. But it's required. It's a skill and you can get better. I get better at it all the time. (laughs) There are absolutely skills you can learn. Skills for how to move people, how to like move your team, you know, how to clarify a vision, Mm -hmm. how to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a skill and it's essential. And to get better results for your clients, all of that. And I think everything is leadership. Yep. If people say everything is sales and I'm like, no, everything is leadership. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what leadership is, is getting people to buy into something, exactly. buy into a vision. Yeah. Being a leader, you're inherently selling something. You're selling something. Yeah. You're selling the destination. You're yeah. selling a bigger vision. Mm-hmm. You're selling, selling what's possible. What's possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I just realized I'm going to make six. Can we do that? Can yeah. we in the middle of the episode just say, never mind, there's in five, there's six. Bonus. Bonus. And we've already, it's like, didn't you already do a bonus? Yes. <laughs> Back off. Under promise and here's, over deliver. Okay. It's kind of a thing around here. Here's, here's a skill. Being concise and planned out before you start. <laughs> here's a skill being hilarious. Nailed it. 10. All right. Number five is teaching. If you are 
offering the dissemination of content, knowledge, and information. That's called teaching, and teaching is a skill. Are there such things as bad teachers? Yes. Are there such things as great teachers? Have you had probably both of those experiences in your life? Yes. If you kept teaching, could you get better at it? 100%. It's a skill. Yeah. I think that's something I've always loved doing, Mm -hmm. and so I'm really good at it. And I don't care if that sounds braggadocious because I'm really good at it. And that's just based on feedback. This, yeah. I was just going to say, how do you, how will you know if you're good at teaching? Yeah. I think a lot of feedback that you get when people say things like, I've heard this so many times, or I've heard someone trying to explain this. And mm-hmm. it's like for the first time ever, it made sense yeah. and it connected the dots and it or, landed. Or maybe something like, oh, this is, it seemed like it was going to be so complicated, but you made it easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something when you can like make that. something simple, digestible. Yeah. yeah. So teaching something boring, fun, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what we're doing in our products and programs isn't trying to teach people more things, but how to see, let's go back and see, is there a better way we can teach it? So I'm all about getting from A to B unknown to known in the shortest amount of time possible. Straight line, right? Let's shorten the line. It's a straight line. Let's make it as short and concise as possible. Is there a more effective way to get this across to people? Teaching. It is a skill. Zero, one to 10. 10 is masterful teacher. You can teach anything to anybody. (laughs) right? Zero is, oh boy, when I open my mouth, like I just confuse people, (laughs) right? And can you get better at this? How do we practice this? Well, um, by teaching, right? Learning something is also, by the way, teaching something is the best way to learn it, right? So when you learn something new, practice teaching it to somebody. Did that make sense? Mm -hmm. Get feedback. Was that helpful? Did I confuse you? Did I bring you, you could even start with saying, I'm going to teach you a simple concept. They go, okay. What do you know about it right now? How confused, like level one to 10? Oh, I'm like, Eight confused. Great. I'm going to see if I can bring it down to less. Mm -hmm. Teach it. And then at the end, check in. Are you still an eight? No, I'm like a two. Great. That's how you can measure your ability to teach. Yeah. Maybe you miss a key component or something that you can fill in for the future students. Yeah. Yeah. Why I wanted to add another one is that I've been talking about this for a couple of years now is that when we are in the space that we're in, we're not just teachers teaching. We run the risk of just being a commodity it's just transference of knowledge that exists out there. And coaching is another skill that is the application of that knowledge. Yes. Taking what I know from my head and putting it in your head as a concept, I know this now is one thing, but getting you to live it and apply it in your life is what coaches do. That's what I call coaching. Great coaching is the application of knowledge. Mm-hmm. People don't really, that's what coaching is. Like, oh, well, look at this, watch this. Finish the sentence, right? If at first you don't succeed. Try, try again. Now, how did you know? Did everyone else know that? (laughs) Right? Try, try again. That is knowledge. That is truth. Like we know that. We all know that. Yeah. (laughs) But are you applying that in your life? How many times are you like, I don't know. I I tried that once. It tried it. I'm just going to give up. Yeah. So you're not applying knowledge. Mm -hmm. So coach gets you to see this is where you haven't been applying knowledge, truth, wisdom. Hey, are you telling me you're going to give up here after the first time? Mm-hmm. You're not giving up that easily. That's what a coach does. Gets you to see what you're not seeing. Checking your blind spots. Seeing what you're not seeing is where am I not applying truth and knowledge of what I already know in my heart to be true? Because fear distorts and obscures our vision, right? Worst advisor. <laughs> so coaching is another skill. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up. And I've seen like when we train our coaches in-house, mm-hmm. how much they've improved that skill over yeah. the past year. And the ripple effect that that ultimately mm-hmm. creates in other areas of their life and business. So don't blend the two. Teaching is not coaching. Coaching is not teaching. Mm-hmm. You need both. You need to teach people something like, all right, here's the the doings and here's the skills. So you now you get to take this, let's go meta for, with people. <laughs> you need to take this to your audience and say, you're not just telling them what to do, but you're also helping them to develop skills mm-hmm. and capabilities so they can do those doings at a better, higher level. But if they have beliefs about, oh, it won't work, I'm afraid what will happen, or what will they say, or what will they do? Now we're going into the next higher level, which is beliefs, and that's what coaches do. A lot of great coaches are gonna work from the belief and identity level, and then that shifts environment. So when we wrap this up full circle, folks, to this, the logical levels, identity at the top, change the identity, it starts to change the beliefs, beliefs about themselves, beliefs about the world, beliefs about who they help, how they help, why they help, blah, 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 which allows them to deepen their skills and capabilities so that they're doing more of the right things the right way. It changes their environment. And you are doing this hopefully effectively with your students. You're helping them to shift their beliefs, develop skills, take better actions the right way, 
and it'll change your environment. Today, we wanted to demonstrate that whole thing to you, but really lean into there's a handful of skills that you all need. Yeah. And it's really interesting just thinking through like how all the six of these really start to support and inherently help each other as well as you start practicing. I was just thinking like, as you were talking about coaching, I'm like, well, the better coach you become, the better you're going to understand the blind spots of your audience will ultimately help with copy and And sales sales, and leadership and all of that. Absolutely. And usually when you're a really powerful coach, you can present before your clients. Mm -hmm. So you can present in front of others in a group Mm -hmm. and you're being a leader to them. I mean, they all have an overlap to them Mm -hmm. 100% and they're all needed. So I hope you took the time and scored yourself honestly and accurately. We're not going to ask you to submit your results. Yeah. It's just for you. It's not a competition. But what's one thing that you can do this week to sharpen at least one of those skills? Yeah. And understand that that's the goal. We were talking to someone on the coaching over coffee. I think it was Elena. And she's like, I just keep like obsessing and looking at my message and like how to unlock it and how can I say it better? And it's just, how do I get this? How do I, and I go, that's where your attention should be. Yeah. I mean, these are the 5% of activities people are always mm-hmm. asking. Like these are the things. And they take time to learn guys. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take a lot longer to learn if you're not practicing them. Yeah. If practicing means being in the doing of them, right. if it's in your head, I just learned a new concept and there's another concept. Okay, great. Grounded in action, put it into application in the world. And now you got better. You created more of that myelin. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. And don't ever stop. I don't look at, here we are, very successful company, working with amazing people, producing amazing results for our students and clients, and I don't rank myself at a 10 on any of these. Why? Because I don't think the job's ever done. I think I can get so much better at everything that I do. Yeah, you already have, like in the last five years since I've known you. You've seen massive. Yeah, yeah. you know, I can, that is exactly what I see James doing all the day, you Mm -hmm. know, is exactly these things, practicing Mm -hmm. Regardless of what he's doing, in one way or another, he's practicing one of these six things. Absolutely. At all times. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's yeah. smart that they overlap each other because yeah. like learning one helps in all the other areas. Exactly. So we thought this was a very important episode for you guys to number one state. It's hard because there's skills that are required. Where did you learn these? Did you learn these in school? No, you didn't learn these in school. Great. Let's learn them now. Yep. And it's okay that you haven't learned them and practicing them will get you better at them. It doesn't mean you're not good enough as a human being. You weren't cut out for this. If the desire was born within your heart, it means you have everything within as a potentiality to make this happen. But if you're not willing to put in the work, that's like saying, well, I want to be an Olympic athlete, but I don't want to work for it. I don't want to practice. I don't want to learn the skill. Then you won't be an Olympic athlete. I want to build a successful business, but I don't want to learn the skills that are required of my business. Yeah. I don't want to sell anything. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to learn how to sell. I don't want to learn how, I don't like writing. Okay. If you're telling me this, James, I hear this, but I don't like writing. I don't want to learn to write. You're in the wrong freaking business. Every person we talk to, how many emails did you write in your last launch? Sales page, (laughs) your messaging, everything is words. Blogs, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to open my mouth and have magic come out, but I don't want to practice presentation or effective communication or sales. I wish you the best, but there are skills and you got to learn them and you got to learn them the right way. Learn from the best and then practice them and become even better than them. Mm-hmm. Surpass them. I've seen me surpass people that I learned from. Absolutely. I just keep learning and keep yep. practicing and getting better. Growth mindset, not fixed. Yep. Okay. Six skills, copy, sales, presentation skills, leadership, teaching, coaching. Are there more? I'm sure. Are these essential? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Are you going to go very far without them? No. Do you have to wait until they're tens to get started? Absolutely not. But if they're zero, you're in big Mm doo-doo. If they're zero, you should probably start today. (laughs) Start today. And maybe you're being a little hard on yourself. How about this skill? Ability to be nice to yourself, Mm, right? That's actually (laughs) that bonus bonus. Because that's one thing when when you said acknowledging it's hard and it's okay. I mean, I love that. And I think that you should acknowledge that it's hard because every time you practice and realize that it's hard is another reason to celebrate getting through it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is where everyone else is going to stop. It's, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Okay. What is easy? Yeah. And how good does it feel when you accomplish something that, you know, you thought was hard Oh, it feels so good. It feels, it's like the best feeling in the world. So. Accomplishment. Yeah. Pride. You know, you did it. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing too that always gets me is like, I feel like people want someone else to like build their business for them mm-hmm. or they, they think they do. And it's like, trust me, you don't. <laughs> Yeah. You do not want someone else to build your business for you because because you think all the, all the external things are what's going to make you happy. If you're doing that, you're like, I just wish someone could just do this for me. If you really are saying that, what you're still saying is external things are what determine my inner world. Mm-hmm. How? 
Well, why do you want someone to do this for you? Because then I'll just make more money. Then I'll be happy. And if I just had more money, I'd be enough. I'd be worthy. And I'd be happy. You want to do this because you want to get on the other side of this and say, oh my gosh, I did it. Mm-hmm. And that felt so amazing. I'm so glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Look at what I overcame. Look what I accomplished. Look how far I've gone. And that's what lights you up inside. That's what fuels you. That's what excites you is that you stepped into more of your potential, that you grew. You said no to the old you and yes to the new you and you freaking did it. That's what should be driving you, not, well, if I'm making a certain amount of money, then you know I'll get respect and love and appreciation and I will yeah. be good enough. That's dangerous slippery slope. Been there, done that. Yeah, honestly, I've, I've had more personal satisfaction of overcoming something that was hard than like, running a million dollar launch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know, maybe everyone has to go make a bunch of money the wrong way first to, yeah, to see what we're talking about. I don't know. Anyway, you guys are amazing. Anything else? That's it. That's it. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. It was a good one. It was a good one. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's James here. And if you're like me, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the new content that you're learning on a weekly basis, especially when you have someone like me who's producing at least an hour on the podcast every week. That's why I want to invite you to tune in and re-listen to some of the best segments and highlights of our show over on YouTube. When you visit jameswedmore.tv, you'll get a series of weekly uploaded YouTube videos highlighting the best parts of our show so you can go back and re-listen to the parts that are gonna make the biggest difference for you. That's jameswedmore.tv. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you over there. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.